1: The party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself alone as I'll be the one and only the Turkish MC Always like the a of Jimmy. Bitch, I'm your one I wanna be, Jimmy start new celebrity. We'll take you- Hello!
2: Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Ron's messing up my hair.
3: I was styling it like Lucille Ball from I Love Lucy. Nice. Does it look like I Love Lucy? I Love Lucy. What's up,
2: everybody? We want to welcome you to the show. We're going to have a fun show for you today. Stop, stop. Okay, stop. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
3: No. I'm not going to let you introduce me unless you let me finish the coiffure I was starting. No,
2: you're not going to finish
3: it. Then we want, like no, we, want
2: to, we want to introduce. Now we want Jesse We want We want to introduce the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Man, Ron
4: should go into like hairstyling. He's doing a great job.
3: Oh no, he is a hairstylist. Oh, is he? Okay. Be, I used to be one of the best in New York City. I worked for <laughs> Les Jolies Femmes on in some place. Can I place. do your hair? No, you break <laughs> Ron's.
2: <from> <laughs> See if I touched his I'll hair, snap, he'd like break my, my hands.
3: Snap your wrists right off. Ouch. What's up? Let's give a shout out to
2: everybody in the chat room. Hello, hello. And we've got Rebel and Goddess. Goddess, we love you. And guest Husey. I don't know who that is. And Iris Ginger from the Iris Ginger Show Fridays at 4 p.m. on W4CY. And Jimmy McCreary. And Tristan. What's up, Tristan? And Lady Lake Jen. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of people. Everybody, welcome, welcome. Uh, We have a fun show today. Uh, We're going to have actress author deborah smith ford coming on we're gonna play some uh interview videos that we've done uh I did a real quick short one with Noel G. from the Fast and Furious series, and Madison and Mackenzie Lintz from Hunger Games and Under the Dome and The Walking Dead, and then we're going to play a a really great interview Ron did with his adopted daughter, Lara Spencer from Good Morning America. Well, not
3: really my adopted. She's just a family friend forever. (laughs) My friend Leslie's best friend. She grew up in our house. Your daughter's Leslie's best friend. But, what
2: did I say? Your friend Leslie's best friend.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my daughter, Leslie's best friend, they grew up together, went to school together, happens to be the incredible Lara Spencer. It's an old video, but we haven't put it up. For some reason, it got lost in the uh, whatever.
2: We just put it up on the Ron Russell Set the Record Straight YouTube channel and it just got put up. So that's way we're.
3: It's a great interview. I love it because it's loving. It's friendship. It's not an interview. It's two people that really care about each other. Talking about each other. So it's a sweet interview. I like it. Let's
2: anyhow. also give a shout out to Jane Yates is in the chat room. Hughesy, which is Dave Hughes from Stars Now UK on Twitter. And Daddy Muir is in the chat room. So what's up, everybody? We're going to have a lot Wait, of fun today. Did, did you introduce me yet? Yes.
3: Oh, good, because I know you get hysterical <laughs> if I talk. I Go ahead and you can talk now.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> I give you permission. Well, I
3: said on my Facebook page today that they started before Halloween stuffing my brains with Christmas. They are doing it now at the rate of like stupidity. I am so bored with it that now I don't even want to do Christmas because I feel like I've done Christmas now for weeks. And I wanted to know out there what you all felt about it. And I said that if you come on to our chat room and give me your opinions, then I will certainly you know, tell people who you are and what your opinion is if you want to be in the chat room. But what do you guys think about it? You know, it's marketing. When I was a little boy, here comes our other co-hosts, Shazam. Shazam. When I was a little boy, Christmas was about, I hate to say it, but Santa Claus and toys. Some of my very religious friends, it was about Jesus. But our house wasn't a very religious house, so it was about toys. Today, when you say to kids, "What what's Christmas like? They say, oh, you mean the holiday? I said, no, 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 I mean Christmas. Well, that's a ho- that's the holiday. No, it's called Christmas. Just because it falls with other holidays, it should not be excluded. It should not be called the holiday because it's kind of a disrespect to Jesus Christ because it's his birthday. And that's why Christians celebrate Christmas because it's Christ mass. It's the mass for Christ. When you take that away, then you've lost the meaning of Christmas, although all the stores now have snowmen. Instead of Santa Claus,
2: no, actually not all of them because I was in well, CVS most, today. Now most, I'm starting most. to see Santa.
3: I mean, you know, not so much Santa. You see nothing, nothing about Jesus Christ. Maybe in some little area they have a, not a menorah. What is it called? A, what's that? Men, it begins with a name. Manger. Manger. <laughs> a menorah. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, they have a manger somewhere. But that's the only mention of Christ, which upsets many, many Christian people because they feel this is their holiday, and why should it be taken away from them to give holiday to other people? So I think it should be Happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzai, everything. We should as it, as the holiday comes, we should wish all of our friends that holiday, just like instead having, of saying Happy Holidays, yeah, it's, it's so abbreviated, it's so computerized, it's so cold. Like I say, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Right, that doesn't offend anyone. So I'm going to just say to everybody, "Hey, happy Kwanzaa, happy this, happy that." When their holidays come up, and it makes people feel good because gee, you specialized, you didn't generalize. How thoughtful of you to remember my religion and my holiday. So that's what I'm going to do from now on. If you, agree, I think wait, I hang on, catch you with this claw. <laughs> get him conversation, <laughs> and like I'm not like I'm not like. Well you're going to have eating. the whole floorbuster. I just wanted to get this point across. Now I shan't say a word. No, I want I want to like I, I want to add
2: to. That's a great
4: point
3: Ron. I'll never utter another word. No, I want to add to it. Cuz when I was a kid I, and well, I don't I, Let me finish my okay, sentence. Go ahead. Then I okay, forgot finish. what it was. Now. What's the difference? Who cares? What's the big deal? That's a good point no.
2: Ron. Good point. What when I was a kid though like you didn't see Christmas <laughs> stuff in the stores till Thanksgiving. You didn't see it the week before Halloween got here like you saw this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like terrible like and I think that having all this Christmas stuff out before Thanksgiving is also terrible. I know it's just to make money but mm-hmm. but I think the whole thing wrecks the whole holiday and like by the time Thanksgiving gets here I'm already sick of Christmas stuff and then that's when we should start like doing the Christmas stuff. Well put, fellas, well put.
3: And it was I, just a reiteration. Oh, Hang on, folks. It was just a reiteration of what I said. No, it was my experience. You said your experience no, and your I said mine. Your experience doesn't go far back as mine does. My my Christmas is well, my Christmas <laughs> <was, my> is <Christmas laughs> when I was a very young bo- little boy, tiny little boy. We were in the World War II and Christmas meant something. People would would have their loved ones at war at the Second World War, which was the greatest war. And Christmas meant a lot to families because they didn't have their sons and daughters home with them. They were at war. So everybody gathered together. It was a lovely time. People didn't have much money. And if you did have money, you couldn't buy things because everything was used to make bullets, guns, and ammunition for the war. So we had a shortage of stuff. Right.
2: What? They said in the chat room, first of all, that, like, how could have you been doing that because you're only 50? (laughs)
3: Well, you see, I had a previous life. Mm-hmm. I had a previous, oh, darling. I wish I was fifty. That's my classic joke. I'm seventy five years old, and I don't think anybody at seventy five should say they're seventy five. They should say they're fifty because today's seventy five. How's that go? Today's fifty is whatever.
2: Seventy is today. No, seventy is the new forty.
3: Right. So I'm really forty, not fifty. No, I just. And Gata like- says
2: they're going to start celebrating Christmas next year in June. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're going to have swimming pools. I Actually, mean, they're going to have Christmas trees that float in swimming pools lit up.
2: They do. I don't know if you guys watch like Lifetime, but like a lot of these channels in July, they have Christmas in July, which I don't get. And then they I spend a whole that. week showing oh, Christmas shoes. I don't like that. I used to
3: go to, up in Cape Cod. Uh, Cape Cod was famous for Christmas in July. And I remember going up there when I was about 17 or 18, and we had a blast. It was fabulous. Damn. Everybody was in bathing suits doing the Christmas thing because, we you know, New Yorkers. is snow-cold winter Christmas, so we had a summer Christmas. was like Florida or California. Chad, what
2: do you Florida. think? Do you think they celebrate Christmas too early? I do, and you're right.
4: The whole Santa Claus, the whole uh, <clears throat> earthly good things for money is just, you know, kind of ruined the whole Christmas thing, but uh, you know what? Yes. Let people be who they are, I guess. You know, just do your thing, and they'll do theirs. That's yeah, right. but don't
3: don't say you're not allowed to. Yeah. Don't say it's politically incorrect. Sure. Keep your,
4: your mouth Christmas. shut and just do your thing, right?
2: Yeah, keep your mouth I mean, shut and do it, your how thing. How could
3: it be politically incorrect correct to say Merry Christmas when we've been saying it for hundreds of years? Yeah,
4: Christ started it all and basically Santa sat on him.
3: Right, exactly. <laughs> and if you ask kids today, like, what does Christmas mean to you? And they say toys, video games, candy,
2: toys, <laughs> candy.
4: <laughs> yeah, just all just materialistic crap. I like
2: the toys and the candy. I'm not saying <laughs> I don't like it, but I get like the whole meaning of Christmas. And I do definitely think that, you know, it's just like way too early to go in and see Christmas stuff. I just find Halloween it kind of weird stuff. that
4: it's all about Christ. And here we are lying to our kids about some magic man that doesn't exist, that we're bringing a bunch of toys from China To the living room.
5: (laughs) Well, you you know, I watch
4: Bill
3: Maher show. I'm not always in agreement with Bill Maher, (laughs) but Bill Maher has a really clever thing that he says. He says we tell um, our children all about Santa, to believe in him and he feels that Jesus Christ is just as fake as Santa Claus. So if you believe in Jesus, you're believing in a spirit that doesn't exist like Santa Claus. Now, I don't know what everybody's views are on that, but uh, I don't necessarily agree with Bill Maher all the time, as I don't necessarily agree with donald trump all the time but i will tell you donald trump has come up with some pretty good things that i've discussed and wanted to happen uh donald trump if he only did some of the stuff that he says he wants to do he could help our country a lot yeah not the deporting all that crappy stuff but the stuff that he that you know about Let's get the oil away from ISIS and they have no power. I agree. Take the oil away from them and they go back in the desert. What have they got? Nothing.
2: Yeah, Not so, water. Let's give a shout out too to Cindy. Lady Lake and Shinzi is in the Cindy. chat room.
3: Shinzi, my dear, how are you? And the family. Beth is all over Europe. My God, I've been seeing pictures of her. She's in every country. A lucky Beth. I wish it were I. Anyway, that's about that for that. So what are we going to talk about today, my buddy? Give me my
2: back scratcher. I need my back. Well, our first guest is going to be calling in just a minute, so. Okay. Maybe what we'll do now is do a commercial, and that way. uh, Okay. Actually, the goddess says that Santa's real, and she loves it when he comes down her chimney. Hey, now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Let's not play with that one. I could knock that (laughs) one around for hours and be thrown off the air for sure. Um, You know, the song, Santa, baby. I'd like a guy six foot four. Whoa. Got me on Does the it go floor. like that? That's what she Well, said. that's how he oh. goes. <laughs> I see. No, that, that's, what God, that's what God is saying. Santa Baby, uh, i like right, a man six foot four who could throw me on the floor. Get and it. the rest of it, She of says meow. Well, I know she likes that. I know God is wants, <laughs> wants a gorgeous six foot four muscle bound Santa Claus Rush to come that? down her chimney and throw her on the floor and take... Oh, no, listen to this goodies. one. See what you I mean, can do.
2: Says, Santa is a bit strange. We tell our kids all year long not to take sweets from strangers, and then a man creeps into their room and leaves them stuff.
4: <laughs> or hell, we take them. We take them around the block on Halloween.
2: <laughs> <old>
3: pervert. Oh <laughs> yeah, Halloween's like that too. <laughs> sure. When think about let's, it. Let's go
4: knock on some pervert door. Here you
3: go. <laughs> Watch out for the old man, that old pervert who yeah. comes out and gives you cookies yeah. for goodies. Placed. <laughs> and also, it comes in your bedroom to see if you're sleeping. Now that I question.
4: Yeah, it's kind of weird,
3: huh? <laughs> oh well, it's all fun. You know, let's just enjoy it's for, life. It's good for the kids. Because it goes by so quickly. I know. That's it.
2: Everybody takes themselves too serious. Everybody exactly. needs to just, just have a good
3: Everybody's fun. too damn politically correct. And everybody gets offended too easily. You know, 35, 40 nobody gave a shit. We just plowed through life and had a good time. Today, you got to worry about saying this, doing that, wearing this, being that. You know, screw it all. Life is too short.
2: Just, enjoy you yourself. Know, go
3: naked. Run through the streets. Screaming, Santa is a homo. Ooh. <laughs> that's all and have a good time i'd like I to, want to see,
2: see the reaction the streets naked
3: that would i would like that
2: i'd like
4: to see the reaction of the, the neighbors
3: he wants to see me naked are you see me naked all the time yeah, right yeah, well, i can't see it enough but you want to see me naked dressed to santa
2: <laughs> no no you said running down the street naked
3: screaming just about just him well. <laughs> I, I don't know sometimes i wonder what i marry <laughs> I, mean,
2: I, don't get, I don't get you
3: sometimes i want to scratch you here can i play with do you do it
2: Doing that, Daddy Muir says, stop being politically collect. Per- collect- Correct. Correct. Say what you want. Freedom of speech, right? Absolutely. And
3: to do what you. want. Oh, I like- gotta
2: say, you gotta only wear a hat.
3: <laughs> no, I was gonna wear. I was gonna wear a cock sock there you uh, go. underwear, red and white. They have You know, the cock sock does have a Santa Claus pair of underwear. They're red, and oh. of course, you throw your gifts into this pouch. You hey know. And they look divine. And I think it has like a little (laughs) wreath on it or something. That's hilarious. It It might be a a cock ring. Ouch. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) You got to just have fun. So let's do a quick commercial real quick and let everybody know ahead of time. We'll get this out of the way to make sure we don't forget it, that you can hear the Jimmy Starr Show weekly on W4CY radio. And if you listen to us live, you get to also hear the fabulous Chad Murphy. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, before I go any further, I I forgot. I want to thank Deirdre Serrago for filling in for me last week. She's done a wonderful job. She got quite a response from people. They were so happy to have her back and to see her again. Uh, You know, unfortunately, she has a life and she can't do this show all the time because she auditions. She's going to school to learn her craft. So she's a busy bee.
2: Yeah. All right. Let me go back. Oh, I still see. We're going to have a guest calling in okay. in one second. But you can also hear us on WROM Radio in Detroit, Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Planet Radio Network in New York, LA, Ontario, and London, Monster FM Radio in New York, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, K4HD Radio in LA, WBAD Radio in Washington, D.C. We're also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And you can see our videos on Roku, YouTube, Vimeo, and JimmyStarsWorld.com. Whew.
3: That's a mouthful that is and, um, <laughs> we do get around the world I must admit we do so
2: so um we're gonna we're introduce a guest but before we can introduce the guest she needs to hit the video button on her <coughs> scribe screen. Scribe screen? Side, Skype screen Skype screen Skype screen Deborah are you there I
3: don't think Deborah's even there oh here
2: we go here we go it's gonna be coming in and we're gonna do a whole <laughs> like All right everybody so we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show Deborah Smith go. Ford hello hello and welcome.
3: Oh, thank you. Deborah, if you can just sort of somehow not have so much light, you're sort of bleached oh. out, and we want to see how pretty you are. That's much better. Much better. All right, everybody. Much
2: better. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, Deborah, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi,
3: honey bunch. How are you today?
6: Hi, Ron. Just fine. You?
3: Good. I'm, well. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Very good. Thank we you. got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy hello deborah
2: welcome to the show hey chad and we have a chat room full of people so say hello to the chat room hey chat room there chat, you chat, go chat. um so everybody deborah For- smith ford actually is a friend of one of our past guests from a few weeks ago you guys remember the incredible actor brett rice that we had on and uh and that's kind of like how we hooked up and met each other and we love brett rice and now we're gonna love you so welcome to the show i, I thought you said you made a movie with her i did make a movie with her I've never met her, though, before. But does she
3: remember making a movie with you?
2: Well, she didn't make it with me because we're not in the same scenes, but she knows that we were both in the same movie. Well, what was the name of the movie? All right, so tell everybody. So you guys, uh, Deborah, she's from, you're from South Florida, right?
6: Yeah, Southwest Florida.
2: Um, Southwest Florida, and, you know, like I lived in Florida for 50 years in South Florida, and I did a film many years ago called Phoenix Falling where I did my first on-screen kiss, and I get to curse in it, too. and. Uh-huh. Oh, gotcha. uh,
3: <laughs> Oh, that's a shock. And,
2: and I kiss Ozzy. You guys know Ozzy. She's been on the Woo! show a bunch of times, and it's a really cool scene in a nightclub. And Ozzy. the name of the film was Phoenix Falling, based on, on an award-winning short that won all kinds of awards. And Deborah's in the film, too, and I don't know who you play. Who did you play in Phoenix Falling? I
6: played Carrie, a sidekick to someone. Isn't it I funny, though? It's been a you well.
2: know, Phoenix Falling, I don't think it ever came out.
6: It changed its name too. Was that the, cha- the change or?
2: Oh, I don't know. Like I asked like uh, six months ago, like when it came out, and, and, and Ram, the director, didn't uh, right. message me back. I mean, it's a great film. Like it's like a really like it's not like a crappy indie that looks no. like shot it on a camera phone. It looks really really right. good. The plane scenes and stuff. So I don't know why it never came out. We need to find out.
6: Well, I'm still in touch with another actress. Now I can say I'm in touch with another actor, but Leslie Staples portrayed yes. the grandmother in it. I played her sidekick, her character's uh,
2: sidekick. I know her from, well, I knew her. I know her not really, but I know her from like social media and from the film. She's she just was a super in Calendar cool. Girls. Yeah, she was in Calendar Girls with uh, like a bunch You're of kidding. big stars. I
3: love that movie. Sure. That was with Judy Dench. Oh, no, Miriam. Yeah, Helen yes. Miriam. Helen, yes. Helen, I love that film. It's one of my favorite films. Who did she play?
6: Jenny.
3: I don't want to remember the character's name. She wasn't,
6: she wasn't a principal part, but she was. Oh, she
3: wasn't a principal. Yeah,
6: part. but she was there. She's seen I notice
3: everybody in film. I don't look just for the principals. I, I look for performances from people that walk across the stage. I tell that to Jimmy all the time. Because sometimes you're going to see a very famous movie star in an old film. When she was starting or he was starting and suddenly there they are.
6: Or even helping behind
3: the scenes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I always say, it takes everybody to make a movie, not just the stars. Exactly. I I mean, I've made a lot of of films and little crappy films, but that little bit that I gave to it, maybe I would hope made it better.
2: (laughs) Actually, though, (laughs) like, I mean, going back to Phoenix Falling, I didn't know they changed the name. Do you know what they changed the name to?
6: That might be the new name, but I oh. That's the one I
2: always remember. No, no. I, I think um, they changed. No, it was Blue Light before that, and it What's changed that? from Blue Light to Phoenix Falling, I no, think. No, no,
3: no. I read what they changed it to. They changed it to Jimmy Starr's Academy <laughs> of Performance. <laughs> there
2: you go. I am so good in it, though. I get to say, I say, "What the f are you looking at?" And I start a fight with the main character guy in a oh. nightclub, and then I get kissed by a really hot girl with big boobs. Even though I'm oh. gay, so like it's like that, a really cool that part, thing. That part's good acting. <laughs> yeah. that, that must have been that me. Was very yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. Like I like loved it. Okay, so you're in South Florida, and I know you're really involved in the film community in South Florida. I used to be a long time ago because I saw you have like a you're a. Uh, head of a group, of acting, gr- an acting yeah. group in uh, Florida.
6: United Film and Television Artists.
2: Which I don't know. How long has that group been together?
6: That we were just talking about the other night, close to 15 years, I think, but we were with one FMPTA, Florida Motion and Picture and Television Association, who is still going on. It's been many decades, but UFTA is who I'm involved in now. I'm one of the officers. There you
3: go. Congratulations. Uh, are you I love affiliated it. in any way with women with film?
6: No, no, but I know who is. Uh, one of our officers is. I actually might be, and I don't know it again. I'm so sorry. I've been involved with my books lately, so film is kind of on the second burner. Okay. <laughs>
3: Lots of, lots of actors. Which
2: we should actually say, not only is Deborah Smith Ford an actress, she's an award-winning children's book author and a celebrity impersonator. And you guys, like, now you can almost tell if you, like, look at her profile, you can see her most famous – I don't know if you impersonate a lot of people because I only saw the one. But if you look at her profile and think of her hair slicked back, uh, all the way back, and think of her in all black with glasses – and she is the dead-on ringer for Trinity, and you guys all know Trinity from all the Matrix films. One of the main stars of all the matri- the three Matrix films, and and I went online and watched like some of the stuff that you've done as Trinity, and like I, w- you could be a stunt double, like you would not even know the difference that you are not Trinity. How did you get involved in the whole like celebrity impersonation thing?
6: Oh uh, well, I didn't know anything about the movie, and I. When the second film came out and soon after the third, I was just mobbed all the time for my autograph. And, of course, I was an actress like at us, the time, like Jimmy so I was signed by my own name. And since my name's Deborah Smith Ford and Trinity's played by Carrie Ann Moss, no one really caught on. No one ever said, oh, that's not you. So I did that for a while. Then friends submitted me to an uh, international competition in Fort Erie, Canada. And I won one of the awards as Trinity. And um, it kind of took off from there. I started going to um, conventions and conferences and look-alike gatherings and getting gigs as her. Ram hired me. That's one of the reasons because of my look. He wanted me to be like an action kind of character. And that's why I was called Carrie. Oh, and I'm in yeah, other films cool. as now, that, as Trinity, but not, you know.
3: To me, you look like a very, very important <laughs> actress, a legendary actress from the 1940s, 30s, and 40s. And her name was Merle O'Bron. Oh, quite really, a beauty, quite a beauty and i think if you were made up with your hair slicked back in the bun and using her makeup you could look like merle obron so look her up and see who she okay. is and be, smile I'm writing she's it the down Hollywood's now. most beautiful women she was uh, indian from <coughs> india and english but the mixture of the english blood and the indian blood just made her look exquisite she was a beauty quite a beauty
2: so do you get a lot of gigs, and do do, do celebrity impersonate anybody else, or you you pretty much just travel around? I, I did. I,
6: I've done uh, Queen of Narnia quite a bit, Audrey Hepburn in my day, um, Mary Catherine Gallagher as a, as a, as a joke. And most oh, that's people Saturday Night Live, right? Right. Yeah, right. When I come out as Mary Catherine or then I come back as Trinity, no one knows I'm the same person, which is really hard to believe because it's just my face with different glasses. That's it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but the outfit would be different because Mary Catherine. Oh, Gally yeah, yeah, but, but it's not like, like I'm covered, so i so the, the persona and the, act, yeah. the way you speak,
3: the persona is different.
2: I love it, though, because yeah. I think, I mean, for me, The Matrix is an awesome series. It's almost like too different. It's just great to watch. If you actually try to pay attention to what's going on, it's a little bit difficult to follow. At least I'm stupid. Uh, so for me, it was a little difficult to follow, uh, you know, with really gifts. it was... <laughs> It was fun. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun movie, and the action and everything yeah. is great, and I love Keanu Reeves. Um, but it's not like one of those movies I would watch all the time. But but I think that you as Trinity, though, like as soon as I looked at, online and saw you as Trinity, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you look just like her. So I think that's really that's a really cool way, and it's a really cool way to like make I, extra money I,
6: I in entertainment. So. <laughs> who's,
3: who's
2: Trinity? <laughs> Trinity is one of the main three characters in The Matrix. The Matrix was a huge. Oh, I know what you're talking the about. Movies. Yeah, she
3: did the black hair pull back with a ponytail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. No, not look. with
2: the ponytail, though. Just
3: slicked back. I no, just yeah. had a ponytail yep. at The Matrix. She yeah. had
6: shorter hair in the first one, and then it was longer in the next two. We shot the second two films together the same yeah, she time. She had a
3: ponytail in one. It was pulled back in a rubber band. Yeah, you do look like her. I remember that film. I love it. So, I also. I mustn't have seen the first one.
2: Also, you guys, because I just see people in the chat room are writing, so um, you're we- uh, if you guys want to find out, uh, to see some of the stuff that you've got going on, they can go to DebsFord.com, debs Yeah, and Chad, uh, if yeah.
3: You, Chad, if you can, pull up a picture of Merle Oberon and post it up. so well, people- that would be cool. She's gorgeous. Let me tell you, Meryl O'Bron was one of the most beautiful women. Classic. Like, elegant. like how do you spell it? Uh, Merle? I don't know. Merle. <laughs> M-E-R-Y-L,
6: Meryl. Like Meryl Streep or something
2: else?
3: M E R L E. No, it M-E-R-L-E. wasn't Meryl. It was Meryl. Oh. M E R L E. Maybe. And O'Bron was O b r o n. No, A U N D. I think. O B
2: R A U N D. Probably. No, no, not
3: D. O'Brien.
2: O b A U N. O okay. U N.
3: We'll figure o- it out.
2: There you go. Oh,
3: I think it was O U <laughs> N. I forgot who she was married to, but she made about a million films, and I saw her one time in L.A. when I lived there in uh, a restaurant, and she walked by our table, and I thought, my God, was she stunning? She had to be at least 70 years old, and her hair was jet black, slicked back in the bun, but those cheekbones and the chin and the nose and those gorgeous eyes, she was the most stunning woman, and she was all in a white suit. I'll never forget it.
2: They're saying O-B-E-R-O-N in the chat room. Yeah, probably. O-B-E-R-O-N. O-B-E-R-O-N. Anyway. Okay, okay, so have you, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in any movies with Brett Rice or how did you meet Brett Rice? Yes.
6: Oh, I knew I needed to look at my resume first.
3: <laughs> uh, Brett and
6: I were in, oh, a couple films. There she is. One, one was an indie it's here locally and it was like Making cool. Waves. Okay. He played the uh, father in the film and I was the teacher. Um, then we were in another, we were in a Something else and something else. Okay, so you've
2: been in several films with him.
6: Yes, at least at least two or three that I can recall. One might have been a TV show. I okay, what. that's cool. But it I
2: love
6: it.
3: Yeah, but the picture you showed Chad is a very young picture of her, and it wasn't when she became great glamour girl. Go to one when nineteen forties. That was like a thirties shot. <laughs> Go to like middle <laughs> middle forties. That's when she blossomed into a great beauty. You know, look at Marilyn Monroe. When Marilyn Monroe was eighteen, she was a pot. Her chin was too short. Her nose was the wrong nose. You had that kinky orange brown hair. You wouldn't have given it two looks. Now, look at Marilyn Monroe when she turned, whatever, she turned, what, 36? She was the most breathtaking thing in the world. So some women do get far more beautiful with age, uh, and some don't, unfortunately. (laughs) 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 Then there's in between (laughs) <laughs> I've been in Hollywood 52 years, so I've watched them when they were young. you know, the best one was Jaja Gabor. I swear to Christ her face had to be plaster of Paris. That woman never aged, never had a line. I met Jaja maybe 35, 40 years ago. She was a young, beautiful woman, and I saw her when I left Palm Springs about five years ago, course, she was in a wheelchair. everything was a mess, but the face was the same. Nothing changed on the face. Everybody, amazing. everybody
2: in the chat room says you have classic looks. And they also, everybody liked the picture when you have the hat. You have an advertisement picture with you wearing, like, the hat. That's a very cute Oh, that's
6: picture. my, that's, I got my foot in the door with that one. That was an, a commercial called Citrical That aired every day on every channel for about a year. And a little recognition there, too. That was nice. And actually, yes, that was a paying gig. Yes. <laughs> You have a high cheek.
3: That?
6: <laughs> yeah, that's the, high the high cheeks are nice.
3: <laughs> high cheekbones. You will not age. People with high cheekbones, their faces don't fall so quickly because the cheekbones hold your face up, and you've got pointy features. Therefore, you will not age, and you're very photogenic. I have very Thank high you. cheekbones. That's why my face hasn't fallen. Everything else has. <laughs>
6: I was uh, thinking that of myself actually. <laughs> I, I'm not going to
3: say it a, out loud. I hate to tell you where my nuts are, but that's okay. I got to be careful I don't step on them. But <laughs> but my face is still up there still. So let's waiting.
2: see. So we got so we so we're uh, we're an actress, we're a celebrity impersonator, and you're an a, a, award-winning children's author. You have a book series called Allie's Adventures. Give us yeah. a, like a one-minute breakdown on Allie's Adventures. Okay, here it's,
6: you go. Uh, Oh, hang on yourself. one sec. Everybody look oh, at the there screen. Go. Oh.
3: That's what you could look like, made up like Meryl O'Brien. Yeah, you if do you look got, like if you her. you got her? Yeah, it's Is beautiful. she not gorgeous? Are gonna see her there?
2: Yeah, she's gorgeous. You can't see it unless you're like she's- on yeah, watching you, the ITV, you so have you can't see it. the heavy makeup
3: of those days, you look just like her. Yeah,
2: you do look a lot you like her. Play- Good job, Chad. You know what?
3: Submit your picture. Ah. If they want to do a life story of Meryl O'Brien, you could play it. I'm serious. There you go.
6: I can't wait to see her now. Can I just get off the show Chat, and go take
3: it? Gor- that was a gorgeous picture
2: of her. That's what she looks like. All right. Now okay. you can go back. Give us the one-minute huh. breakdown on uh, Allie's adventures. Tell us a little bit about it.
6: Oh, Allie is learning responsibility in many ways. She grows up on an apple farm, shows kids their farms without any animals. It was a fruit farm. Um, she moves on there to south part of the country and meets new friends and travels to Africa and meets a goat, learns responsibility of taking care of a pet because her parents are missionaries, so she learns all kinds of things, meets all kinds of people and her next visit is going to be growing up um, Hollywood, she's going to uh, encompass and experience all things that are related to Hollywood, like we were talking, behind the scenes, a team effort all that kind of stuff, because she has a cousin who does it for a living she'll
2: be working with new animals (laughs) (laughs) So how do people, okay, first of all, how many books are there's only There's one book, or there's, I thought there was two books. We're
6: working on the third one. It takes okay, a long so time. I have an illustrator, and it's about, it was, I started the first book in, that book in 1985 as a college project, and then uh, went from there. And then the, the second book came out in um, last year. So this one I hope to um, be published in 2016, I'm hoping. So going get, to get a move on on that and one.
2: where do people go and get Allie's Adventures? Because I know there's a DVD. There's all kinds of stuff with it. Tell us. Give it a little quick sales pitch. Um, if, if you have most, a child. Yeah, and mostly
6: want- Amazon, Barnes & Noble, online, uh, Google. Uh, my website will we'll just go to my website. It'll, it'll give you a variety of areas to find it.
2: And your website is?
6: Debsford.com.
2: There you go. I already knew I had said it before, but it's just good yeah, putting it out there, you know, so everybody gets and, to and, do it. And from
3: what you're saying about your books, I think the moral is a very good moral, raising a pet and taking care of things. So I think you're going to do, you're going to teach children something important.
2: And
6: basically, well, we own an animal hospital, so I'm very animal oriented. Um, I have a teaching degree, so I'm very children oriented and I'm um, a mom and I'm a grandma. So it just, it's just, just a natural what, what, path that I take right a now, a I feel. Yeah. You didn't
3: say you're a grandmother, did you? <laughs> Yes, she did. You, you just said, said you're a grandmother. You just said you're a grandmother?
6: Yes, of three. Very proud. One, They all live in uh, Los Angeles. My hold oldest hold is eight. You didn't
3: believe in- I told you bones hold up a face. You don't look like a grandma to me. God, no. <laughs> well,
6: should I tell you which president was around when I was born? <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: if, you, if it's Roosevelt. And it was before the, Eisenhower. <laughs> well, mine was Roosevelt. Franklin, if I fall off the I chair... Just, Yes, I just I'm
6: found out I'm allergic, Allergic related, that's a different the thing, to both Roosevelt's and to Martin Van Buren. We did the DNA test last week.
3: You're kidding.
6: No, that's cool. No, I'm not. Just found out. You're Actually, y'all are the first to know other than my husband.
2: Well, now really? about a million, a <laughs> couple million people are going to
6: know.
2: I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It's a fantastic thing. No, I
3: think everybody loved him, I think, in the four. Even Barbara Streisand loved him when she made uh, that movie, uh, what was it called, with the with, uh, well, I'm gone today. My mind's completely in a different place. Wait, um, did,
2: wait, go back though. Did you say you have an animal
3: farm? What did you say you have? An uh, animal? We're veterinary
2: off hospital. Oh wow,
3: yeah. that's great! You're gonna love what's on my desk. Yes, yeah, right I now. don't know if
2: you can I see. I'm enjoying. <laughs> This is Shazam, and we got him at the Big Dog Rescue Ranch in Wellington. Uh, back in March, we rescued him. He was a, a stray in Miami, and they picked him up. and They were going to put him down, on the Big Dog Rescue Ranch rescued him. And then we brought him up here to Pennsylvania.
3: And he's a Brazilian uh, Mastiff. Mastiff. He's gorgeous. Wow. He's the
2: he's coolest gigantic. dog ever. He weighs one hundred and like twenty five pounds, and he's strong as an ox. He'll,
3: is he'll, he'll
6: be sitting on this- there or standing. He's, he's standing. standing. Okay.
3: And desk uh, is high. He'll be on this soon, trust me. In another 10 minutes he's in my lap. Yeah, he, he likes to like he, he likes, likes to brutal. come on TV.
2: <laughs> So. He thinks he's like a little lap dog, so you get on the couch, and he like, sit, tries to sit in your lap like he's like a five-pound dog. <laughs> and you know what he does? Uh, <laughs> I know.
6: I, uh, mine's only 50 pounds. He, she likes to do the same thing.
3: He puts his mouth up to the microphone when he sits up here, and he looks like he's talking. It's so cute. <laughs> like, and we took pictures of him sitting in the
2: chair because he likes to sit up
3: in chairs. He's got a fan club, believe it or not. A lot That's of a new people.
2: In him. the chat room, they're all saying they missed him last week. So. Yeah, see, they love Shazam. So what kind of dog do you have?
6: Um... Funny you should ask. That's how we got started with the DNA. We did a DNA on our little pup, um, and she's 11 breeds, and she's mostly chow.
2: Oh, cool. So it's But oh. she's
6: blonde. She looks like a dingo from Africa. Oh, that's so cute. Oh. But her personality and her oh, hair do. and a curled-up tail is dingo-ish. I mean, and uh, chow-ish.
3: <laughs> I love that. We should do a DNA on Shazam. I know what he is. He's a bloodhound, mastiff, and um, what, Bull? I forgot. Forgot. The other one. He's the coolest dog, though, ever. But he's got the bump on top of his head like the bloodhounds. Oh, I know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Here it goes. He's ready. (laughs) Oh, no. Here we go. Shazam, say hello. Somebody take a
6: picture of this,
3: please. Isn't he cute? Say hello, Shazam. (laughs) Say hello. Hi, Shazam. Say hello to everybody. It's just a matter of time before he wants to get on the show. They're
2: saying that we need to make him a Facebook page. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he has, I think,
3: Diddy.
2: Oh, did he? Long. I'm not sure. Isn't that cute? though? we love so we love animals. We had a poodle too, but but the poodle passed away about three oh. weeks ago, and uh, so right now we're just going with the one huge dog because I've always been a little dog person, and Ron was always a big dog person. Always. So
3: I've always had yeah, Saint Bernards, Mastiffs. I always had like gigantic dogs. So. I love it. So let's talk
2: about Hollywood. If you could be in any movie that you ever wanted to be in, what movie would you like to be in? That's already been made.
6: Oh. Never thought of that.
2: Um, and in the back of your head, be thinking also, like, if you could be in a movie with any actor or actress, what, who would be that person that you would love to act with?
6: I already have. Actually.
2: Oh, really? Okay, who was that?
6: <laughs> I, um, I got to meet Sean Connery. Wow. I think Meryl Streep. I'd like to meet Meryl Streep.
2: And work with Meryl and Streep. Okay. Living, I sh-
6: that is, right. Um, yeah, Audrey Hepburn I would have liked to met.
2: No, that's That's his. That's his. So Ron used to have a television show called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood, Lauren Bacall, Jane Russell, Tony Curtis, Curtis, Tab Hunter, Hunter, all the different
3: like all the like legends of Hollywood goes on and on. And And I kind of like I've always
2: I've always done kind of like all the like, you know, 30 to 50 year old Hollywood people. And uh, so together we kind of cover the whole gamut of Hollywood. So that's right. So so it kind of works. So what movie would you have liked to been in? Um,
6: okay, I should say Matrix. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm asked all the time if I am, so that I could actually say,
2: Yeah, yes, I was. I was. Well, you mentioned The the
6: fourth one. We need to have yeah the
2: fourth one yes you could take
3: the place.
6: I'll be her big sister, something like
2: that.
3: You mentioned Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep adored Betty Davis. She used to run home from school with her friends and sit and watch the old Betty Davis movies. And she feels that a lot of her talent came from Betty. I knew Betty Davis in her later years, right before she passed about four years before she passed away. And um, I ran into Meryl Streep in an elevator in New York once, and you know I didn't tell her who I was. It didn't matter because nobody knew. I simply turned around and I said, I too wish I could work with Betty Davis. And she looked at me and she says, how do you know that? I said, because I like your work and I follow you. And I read that you loved Betty Davis. And she said to me, Betty Davis sent me a handwritten letter saying how Betty Davis would have loved to have worked with Meryl Streep. And I, I think he pulled my plug out. No. And I, I think that's fabulous that, you know, they had this camaraderie. Oh. Too bad Betty and Meryl didn't work together. That would have been a classic of classics. I love Betty Davis. I knew her pretty well. She was a big drinker with a dirty mouth and as tough a broad as can be. On screen, she was the ultimate lady. <laughs> She's a good actress. I love it.
6: Well, that's what I love about our celebrity impersonation get togethers because they'll bring together those that never were.
3: Right. Oh, which is fun. You know
6: what I mean? Yeah, that's that's wonderful. So
3: I the, think if I worked with Betty Davis and I had a scene with her, I would really be. I'm never nervous when I work, but I think with her, I would have been nervous. Do you have anyone that you would be a little nervous with if you worked with?
6: Oh, yeah. I'm a very private person in my work, so it's like, yeah. Um, my family, actually. I don't like my family on set. So that takes care of that. Everybody else is like professional in what they do, so it just works. I've never, never oh, thought about good. it that way. That's a
2: cool. Uh, that's a cool answer actually to think about that way because I'm kind of like that too. Like I have a phone phobia. I don't like anybody around when I'm talking on the phone. Um, and I'm getting better. I walk mad a lot it, with the phone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like his conversations is so interesting. We want to listen. Get real.
5: Oh
2: well.
3: <laughs> Please, you gotta <laughs> hear his conversations. They're so busy. They're all business. I and, only, I'm only can on the fall phone. fall asleep. Now you wanna hear me when I'm on the phone, cause mine is dishing dirt. I mean, I got my phone calls, like, if they. All he does is dishing dirt on there. I get to gossip on, I'm very upset and I have to find out about Angelina Jolie. Is it Oh. Tr- that she's 83 pounds and she's ill. Yeah, we saw a
2: thing it. in Star our magazine or I know, I know I to, that, Yeah.
3: I have to call and find out, but I've been busy these last couple of days. But I want to know if Angie's okay. Uh, Angie grew up with my daughter, Deirdre. They went to huh. school together and she played in my house. So she was a, a little sweet friend of ours and I love Angie to death. She's one of the kindest, nicest people in the world. So
2: who's like a young, okay, because you named actors who were kind of like in... In our age demographic, if you had to like act, if you were going to act with somebody in young Hollywood, you know, somebody like oh. younger who's current now, who do you think it'd be fun? Maybe you played the mother, or just played somebody in a film with them. Who would you like to be in a film with?
6: Um, well, Aunt, Angie herself, she's young, she's much younger than I yeah. am. <laughs>
2: um, although she's hit the four <laughs> um, oh. That's we're going to consider that young still. Okay. Like I, I'm a big fan of like Jennifer Lawrence. Like I like Jennifer oh. Lawrence a lot. Yeah.
6: Well, she's from here. I think her family lives here in Fort Myers. Oh,
2: yeah. do they really? How cool is that? I, I, I didn't think know I have that. that,
6: right? Or her grandparents?
2: That's but she's cool. one that was. That.
6: Um, I think that's her.
3: I think she's beautiful as a blonde. I don't like her with dark hair. As a blonde, she's absolutely gorgeous. See what hair color can do for you? <laughs> no, it's amazing. I mean, nowadays every actress changes their color for their role because they don't want to look the same. They don't want to always be who they are. So even the men change their hair color. Uh, I've got but,
6: to ask on that. They're changing it or someone is changing it for them and telling them well, what they should look the like? the actress.
3: I've spoken. I've interviewed a lot of actors. Really? Yeah. And they said, well, you know, it, like uh, Jennifer uh, – uh, Jesus, my mind is gone. Jennifer Jones, she made a film called in the Sun. She played a wild gypsy girl who was a sex fiend and, and whatever, whatever. So she made her hair bright red. And curly, wild, like a redheaded gypsy, because her dark hair just didn't quite, you know, make it work. So lots of times, hair color is half of your performance, believe it or not. I mean, if you're playing a sexy uh, bitch, you want to be blonde and sexy with a cigarette. You don't want to be a brunette. It's hard for a brunette to be a sexy bitch with a cigarette. She'll come off like Joan Crawford, hard and tough, but she won't come off bitchy and sexy. So hair color has a tremendous amount of, of, of work. It, it does make the character better. And I know when Jennifer Lawrence plays a Dizzy Dame, like in that wonderful movie, she was a blonde. But yet when she does that... Hunger Games, she's Hunger got game, dark game, hair. She has to look fierce and strong, so she's dark hair. Right. I love that. Would you change your hair color for a role? Oh, I have. I've, I've, I was
6: supposed I to go so bald but, once, let me wrap it but ago. I didn't.
3: So you know, you know the deal. I played, I, um, I yeah.
6: played Helldam in one of the uh, Beowulf movies. Oh, and they
3: wanted cool. me to be bald. Oh, so you were bald? But they skull went cap.
6: with a different look.
3: So <laughs> well, wait a minute. You want
2: skull cap. <laughs> no, no, she said they went with a different look so she didn't have to. No, go.
6: I had to do underwater scenes. I had a stunt double, but I still had it'd be harder to do that with a you know, unless you were really and a bald. Skull cap
3: it would never stay on, it would rub right off. No, What's
2: your no, favorite no. out of all, so out they, of all the out of all the films and movies you've been in, like which one is the one that you had the best experience or that you enjoyed the most?
6: I, I liked Beowulf. It was scary, but I liked Beowulf a lot. I playing Hell Dam. It was four hours of makeup though for each of that
2: time. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Um,
6: yes, that's you wouldn't have known that. me on that really. <laughs> um, that was fun. And some current movies I'm doing now called um, uh, Fall Away and Hanging Millstone. There's some indies in this area, but feature films. They've, we've just wrapped on the trailers, and we oh good up shooting on. Next month in January. back,
3: to back. Good. So those are the reason fine. This is why makeup sometimes takes so long. Don't think they're being worked on for four hours. It's called drying time. Right. A lot of the uh, stuff has to dry before they can continue on. And that's what makes it so lengthy. Sometimes you put straws in your nose to breathe. It's not comfortable. Some people have had, like, the, like this fabulous show I've been following now. It's called Gigi. And the man's, the boy's name is, I forgot. David Crumholtz. David Crumholtz, who portrays his grandmother at 75 years old, who lives in Boca, who just inherited millions of dollars. It is hilarious.
2: Have you seen that? It's called Gigi Does It. It's on the IFC channel. And You've I don't, know if, to watch it. It. No, I don't know if they it shoot it. I'm writing it down. They shoot it in Boca. They...
3: Yeah, they do shoot it in Boca. Matter of <clears> fact, <throat> you might want to go and see it. You might get on it because they always doing actors and actresses on it. But he goes into four hours of makeup. All the prosthetics, and it's a fabulous makeup. It's hilarious. And he's a Jewish old lady, so the the stuff is hysterical because it's so Boca. I lived in Boca for 20 years, and I know Boca well. And everything about it is absolutely like the dames that are in Boca. It's It's a riot.
2: It starts David Krumholtz, and he was the guy. I don't know if you ever used to watch that that police show called Numbers. It was on Friday nights, and uh, he was one of the main two cast guys in it or whatever. And and, uh, he was also in um, that Heath Ledger movie, 10 uh, yes. Things I Hate About You, which I freaking love that movie. Right, right. And uh, anyway, he was in that movie, but it's a really cool show. It's called Gigi Does It. It's on the IFC channel and it's hilarious. And yeah, you should check in to see if they're shooting that down there. You should get into well, that. Well, they
3: just had not Susan Sarandon, the one that looks like her, the one from uh, uh, from Victor Victoria that played. Yeah, I forgot her name. The one that played the sexy girl in Victor Victoria. The one that's a oh. blocked. What, what um, was her name? I can't think of her name. I love her too. She's one of my favorite actresses. Victor Victoria, anyway.
6: Not- Barbara Streisand did something like that, but not her, right? Um, no, the no. movie,
3: the movie, *Invicta <laughs> Victoria* with Julie Andrews. She played the blonde, the tomato. Oh, it
6: was Julie Andrews, yes. I. Um, the one no, that I did the
3: song <laughs> in Chicago, and then her dress blows off. I can't. Oh, well, do it. Well, Isn't it well. terrible? And she's such a wonderful actress and very famous. She works all the time. Anyway, she was on it last week. So there's there's a lot of she room. does look
2: like Victor. She, she does look like uh, uh, Su-
3: Susan Sarandon. I always get those two confused. She's adorable with that big smile and her, her red hair, and she's just pretty as hell. Her name is Leslie Ann Warren. Leslie
6: Ann oh, Warren. I remember her with John Davidson way back with Walt Disney. How, yeah, one and <laughs> only original we, family band. How,
3: how oh boy, that, that triggered her. some she's stuff. She's such a terrific actress yeah. and a fabulous yeah. comedian. And she yeah. works all the time. Leslie, if you ever hear this, honey, I'm sorry. Come on our show so I can apologize to you directly.
2: <laughs> she's beautiful. So here's what we're gonna do, everybody. We want everybody to check out Debsford.com. She's also on Twitter. We need to work on your Twitter following. Her Twitter following and she's on she's at Deb S on Twitter also, right? Yes. Um you guys can go to Deb com. find out about her great books, especially if you have children, because these are great and Christmas is coming. It's a great time to buy. Uh, stuff for your children. The, um, the, the children's book series is called Allie's Adventures. And uh, check out her IMDB and watch all the stuff that she's been in. And if you're having a party and you need a celebrity impersonator and you want somebody <laughs> coming as Trinity, check her out. And you, you have can, a lot of money. And you can go to <laughs> DebS4.com
3: <laughs> And uh,
2: we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. And Wish you all the luck with everything that you've got going on. And I
3: would like to say something really special to you. Thank you for doing those books for children. Children need those things learned, and and I think you're going to do Real a wonderful books. job with it. So that's that's thank nice because I love children, and I, anybody that does something for children to grow into better people is my fan. I'm their fan. So was, I, I, I'm honored to talk to you about the books. Thank and you. you. Thank you. All
2: right, everybody. So we want to thank you for coming on the show. And um, if you need anything or you have anything great to promote, let me know, and we'll bring you back. That's right,
3: Merrill. O'Brien. <laughs> <Merlo laughs> <bomb. laughs>
2: Looking her up. All right, everybody. Okay. So it's Deborah Ford, Smith Ford. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, Bye Deborah. Okay. Bye.
3: That's a sweet girl. Very so nice. very nice. Very, very what nice. girl? She's a grandmother. Jesus,
2: she looks a beautiful good. lady who does not look her age.
3: She looks great for a grandmother, Jesus. So I mean, we're gonna take a unless little she got, you know, pregnant at ten. We're gonna take a little <laughs> bit of
2: a music break, you guys, and we're gonna like play a video uh music video, Chad. That's me. Um let's do Kirsten Mar- Kirsten Marilyn the Struggle, you guys. This song comes out next week on Tuesday. It's called The Struggle. Here's the music video for you, you got it ready, Chad? I do, but
4: we got a little bit of an awkward angle, but that's all right.
2: That's okay. Go for it. Peace. Here it is. <laughs> I
0: rely on the struggle. I'm pumping up with your Oh I feel alive when I'm climbing up. Oh, no. I don't want to give it up. Fear and the job. I walk the streets of the city. Ain't got no money, but don't need no pity.
4: Kirsten Merylson.
2: Absolutely, you guys. So that song's coming out. It's called The Struggle, and it's coming out um, November 17th. That's banging. Yeah, it's a good song. I like it a lot. I think everybody will like it, actually. So also, you guys, like with, with all the fall TV and everything going on, I want. I have a couple TV shows I want to recommend, and Ron doesn't watch any of these, but they're fun. First off, you guys got to check out Scream Queens. It's so terrible that it's good, believe it or not. And... It's done by the same guy who does like, I don't know, I think Glee or a bunch of those different shows, and it's about a bunch of girls in a sorority and somebody killing everybody on campus. But
3: Again? it's really,
2: really campy. Again, it's campy and stupid Ugh. and fun, and it has a real like '90s vibe. They play all the music from the '90s. Talk uh,
3: about killing a plot,
2: and it's just a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a big success, and it's got a lot of celebrities that are in it and you know, a lot of cameos by the young, like hot. Celebrities and all the big music stars like okay. Ariana Grande and everybody was in it. And, and uh, for
3: you intelligent people out there who don't want to watch, well, yeah, I'm not finished. See how Ooh. see how it is when I cut in. You cut it. I, mean, I know,
2: but you're going to change it to for intelligent people, and I'm giving like shows to watch. The the stupid way, people. So I'm stupid
3: done, people go to the left. Intelligent people go to the right. No, it's okay. Did the stupid people said. So the, the stupid people stupid people going to the left. And he watches the show. Hello? Yeah, I do watch it. Scream huh? Queens is hilarious. And people watch it. Hello, it is hilarious. I didn't say it. I know you did because you don't watch sir. anything but
2: documentaries. I need that in my back section. Oh. Um, all right, you guys. So like watch Scream Queens, the new season of Empire, which is anybody who's in the music industry will love. It's fantastic. So the new season of Empire is out now on uh, Hulu and on TV. It's really good. And then make sure to watch um, what's Arrow? Arrow and Gotham. Those are like the best shows on television, you guys. They're freaking awesome. So check them all out. And then if you want to watch something intelligent, Brian will tell you what to watch.
3: I watched last night the premiere of Oak Island. <laughs> Don't laugh. It's the number, it's all over the world, this show. Everybody's flipping out over it because, in fact, they have found things at the bottom of the well, which is about Oak Island as a treasure is buried down there, but in such a way that nobody could get to it. Uh, and Seven people have died trying to do so for the last 200 and something years. It is supposedly where the covent, the, what uh, well, not covenant, what is it called, The uh, the thing that Moses put the, scriptures in the covenant
2: ark of the covenant
3: covenant the ark of the covenant is down there and all kinds of artifacts so now we're getting this is the third season and we're getting down and they really dig dig it they have no idea what's there so you're with them every every week as they dig down and down and down and uh, then after it they had all about adolf hitler that hitler did get away in his submarine and that he went to argentina and now they're following the tracks of where Adolf Hitler went. There was a tremendous Nazi uh, party in Argentina by the thousands with the, you know the Schwarzstickers and all that crazy crap that those swine used to run around with. And they were thinking of coming into United States and killing us back in the 50s. But of course they didn't. So that show looks like it might be promising. and we will find out you know, Hoover lied about it. He said that they found the remains of Hitler not true. It was a woman's remains. So America has a wonderful way of keeping us stupid. Now, that rocket that was seen that they said was a rocket is not a rocket. It was a UFO with a tremendous light, and it flew, and it went, and they said it was this, it was that, but nobody's buying it now. Everybody knows that it was definitely an unidentified object a few days ago that flew across the skies. So that's it.
2: There you, you know, go. I love that stuff. Chad, do you have any TV show that you
3: actually watch?
4: No, and I don't think that was a UFO.
3: <laughs> no, everybody said that it couldn't possibly be a rocket because of the way the light came out. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to cover it. I believe yeah, in they're UFOs. Just, they're There's just screwing
4: no you then. It's about- probably Project Bluebeam. Someone scream with your head. That's all it is. No, no,
3: no, 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 no. Listen, you believe in uh, Santa Claus, so I believe in UFO.
4: Yeah. <laughs> don't get the rap don't get the rapture mixed up with an alien abduction when they tell you that.
3: <laughs> no, but you know, it, it's just as far. You know, if you really watch uh, aliens, as I do, uh, what's it called? Ancient ancient <laughs> aliens. Yeah. The, the, they make a lot of sense about how could things have been built back in the days of old with the equipment that they had then. That the that they find that they can use today's equipment to do the same thing. Cuts, lines, stones. It's amazing how those primitive people and the Egyptians were so ahead of the game. And so there's a watch it, educate, you know, learn, open your mind to everything. They had a, I lot, do.
4: They had a lot of slaves, a lot of Hebrews. Not,
3: a, not enough slaves, and you have to watch the show to get the idea. I mean, there are there are the same things all over the world back in that period, and they didn't have an airplane and no way of getting around. Yet everybody had the same stuff and the same building and the same technique, and that's what they don't get. So there's a lot of mysteries about how old civilization is in on this planet. You know, watch it. It's very interesting. It is interesting even to even watch. Even if you don't believe it, the uh, the idea is good. It's a good idea.
2: What do you, th- Chad? Do you watch like any TV or no? You just work at night playing shows. No, I mean I watch TV. I just try to stay with what's going
4: on in the world, and uh, you know. Keep you watch it.
2: like news then, or you don't, because you don't watch like action shows and stuff like that.
4: Yeah, I watch. I watch news compressed. You know, I don't watch with all the the pill commercials in between and stuff like that. I find the uh, the channels on YouTube people covering like uh, what's important, pretty much
2: that's what I like to do too because it's so funny it's so funny that you say all the pill commercials because like every time the <laughs> pill true. commercials come on Ron and I are like oh my god like it's like quick we can go make a grilled cheese
4: sandwich and grab some lemonade we got three or four minutes
2: I know but it'll be like you like have something to like just to, to save it, to stop itching or something, and it says, you know, if you use this project, though, you go blind and your dick falls off, and, and you think of killing I, yourself. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I like, there's so many bad things. It can cause a
3: heart attack, a stroke, it can cause cancer. I mean, but take a <laughs> chance now. The pill may stop you, and then you'll pain. stop itching. And it's,
4: and it's amazing <laughs> but, people go out and buy these things, so It's weird.
3: Well, you know, that's,
4: that's how it I is. Crazy. That, you
3: know where? What I watch? I go to the high channels, Not and high channels. I watch English news. Because in England, they do not mask things as the media does here. And let me tell you folks out there, before a reporter, and this is a fact that I know, before a reporter can report what he has discovered, the producers of that show have to okay it. And if they don't like it, you don't get it. But in England, it's all open mic and they don't care what they say. And I've learned so many things about our country by watching British news. It's fascinating. Absolutely. We lie like crazy in this country. I don't know why. They think we're stupid. Like I said, why don't they tell us they're a UFO and they've found them and they know? Because people will panic. Who's going to panic? They they blew down the two buildings in New York. We didn't panic.
2: Actually, the people that are in the chat room that are in England said, like, the news in England is shit, too. (laughs) Probably. Probably. Hey, Hey, Ron, just for your info, there are three that fell. America. Like remember. Wag the Dog. Goddess is like Wag the Dog, which was a great movie. I love that movie.
3: No, I mean, England loves to say bad things about America, and that's how I find things out because they say things that we won't say because we don't want to look bad to the uh. world. But England <laughs> thinks nothing of saying bad stuff Never, about, about the states. And they saying should really that. pay us back the gazillions of dollars they owe us.
2: Jane Yates says she likes to watch stuff on Periscope because it's unedited and, and live as it's going on. That's yeah, funny. That's I, I like that. Who said too. that?
3: Goddess Jane Yates. Oh, Jane. Hey, Jane. How are you?
2: So let's do another music video, you guys. Shalimar's Slow Dance is starting to climb up the charts. It's doing really, really cool. This one I really You guys love. know Shalimar. They were like a hit band with many, many number one hits. The name of the new single is Slow Dance. It came out two weeks ago or so, two or three weeks ago. The video is cool. The song is cool. Chad, we got that one ready? Roll it. This one's going to do something. All right, everybody. Here's Shalimar's Slow Dance. Check it out.
3: Good song.
5: The night of hardcore clubbing I remember it well I took your hand Led you to the dance floor I felt your heart beating next to mine For the very first time Oh, I put my hands hands around my waist
1: Slow down the pace your head on my shoulder, and we moved in time, side to side. I wanna know, does anybody slow down? Special occasion No, 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 no
2: Absolutely. There you go. You got to love it, everybody. That's Shalomar. and the name of the single is called Slow Dance. It's
3: a beautiful song. It's slow, and it makes you relax and feel good about yourself. The lyrics are good. The music is good. The opening is phenomenal. Yeah, you like that. I love that opening. It's it's like I listen to it and smile. This is a good song. Watch this one, people. It's going to be on the charts.
2: It's so funny, too. Ron really likes my back scratcher. (laughs)
3: Well, no. It's just I have something to play with instead of him. <laughs> well, you know, I got sick of playing with his little back scratch. I love
2: it. That's not nice. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me pick listen your to notes. the. T- Don't pick my nose with my back nose. scratch. Try <laughs> sticking on my skin.
3: What difference? Let me pick your nose. No. On, let me pick, please. All right, everybody. too. Ron, Ron,
2: Ron, and I will be at one magical weekend, June fifth through, through June third through fifth, two thousand sixteen. Um, You can find out more. Tickets are getting ready to go on sale. You can follow them on Twitter. It's at the number one magical weekend. Um, On Facebook, you can just plug in one magical weekend and like the page. We're also on Moves. Uh, if you're on moves at One Magical Weekend, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's June 3rd through 5th, 2016. Tickets going on sale soon. And right now they're pushing White Party Week, which is at the end of November in, in Miami. And to get more information, you can go to OneMagicalWeekend.com. O-N-E-M-A-G-I-C-A-L Weekend.com.
3: And One Magical Week and was not only about gorgeous guys in, you know, little bathing suits. We did go to Disneyland Functions. I mean, we had a ball on the water thing, on the other, the rides. I mean, it was a riot. Uh, All these gay guys, you know, big tough guys screaming on the rides, like little girls. Uh, That's what I got a kick out of. But you have a ball there. I mean, you dance, you drink, you eat, you party. It's like three days of just forget about it. Insanity. You know, I'm thinking about it and I'm saying to Jimmy, I don't know if I can make those three days again. I suffered the last time. It was hard for me. But those young kids, they just go, 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 go.
2: You got to remember, though, you had a hard time also because you had a, a terrible knee that you come back immediately right. from that and had surgery on it. Right. So, so now you won't be been. in the same shape.
3: Right. But I had a ball. I mean, I loved the water. What <laughs> water thing was. I tell you, my bathing suit gave me a wedgie that I thought my eyes were going to fall out of my head when I slid down that thing, remember? It was hilarious. We really screamed with laughter. It was a fun, fun three days. I'm looking so forward to it.
2: Absolutely. I can't wait to go. So now we're going to play an interview. Chad. Hi, Captain. Let's do the Lara Spencer interview real quick first. Great interview, folks. Let, 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 um, let, let, uh. Let me, just, let me give it a little fall that's in. That's what I was going to do. You give yeah. the fall in and chat um, and get it ready.
3: We moved to Garden City, Long Island from Beverly Hills. And, uh, we were different kind of people. We dressed very design and my daughters were dolled up. Uh, Deirdre wore Norma Kamali. And when we got to Garden City, the kids were going to school in dungarees and sneakers and backpacks. And my two kids went dolled up looking like idiots and all the kids made fun of them. All the kids except one, who was Lara Spencer. Lara Spencer was the wild kid in the school. Nothing bad, but where there was mischievous trouble, there was Lara Spencer. Therefore, she became one of my favorite kids that hung out in my house. So when you see and hear this interview, you'll get the whole picture. I love Lara. uh, Not Hollywood love. I really do love her. Like she's one of mine. In person, she's one of the kindest, sweetest, sweetest most lovable people. She's high energy. She's always up. She's always ready to party. She likes to take a couple of drinks and go berserk. Um, She's just the coolest person in the world. So please enjoy this terrific interview. My favorite. There we go. Hi, everybody. Ron Russell here again with Set the Record Straight. I've always told you I've had special guests, legends of Hollywood, incredible people on my show. And I've always been very happy to interview them, but today is an ultra special day for me. Lara Spencer, I have known for many, many years. I've watched her grow. I followed her career. i watched her start off as a Long Island reporter reporting about dead people in the ocean that came out of an airliner that crashed. I've watched Lara go on The Insider and travel from there back to Good Morning America where she belongs because she's great. She brings to GMA things that they didn't have before. She brings laughter, tremendous amount of play and humor. So I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. I truly love my little Lara Spencer. Little she's like my other daughter, Lara. Hello Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie. This is so funny to do
7: because what, what you didn't mention was that you have known me since I was in 7th grade. Yes. When you moved to Garden City, Long Island yes. from
3: Beverly Hills. And I met you opening the front door to my house and you were sliding down my banister and you jumped off and you said, Hello Mr. Russell, I'm Lara and you ran back up the steps yes. into Leslie's room.
7: And that was the beginning of a
3: beautiful friendship. No, I knew then that this kid had a lot of special stuff. And then I watched you in high school. Remember when I made you up for Peter Pan? You were one of the bad boys? I was, no, I was Captain Hook. I was the understudy. No, you were. Understudy. Yeah.
7: But I kept, and then I was the bad boy behind, no, I think I was a pirate behind Captain Hook. And I just kept praying that she would like mess her lines up, the <laughs> real Captain Hook, so that I could push her out and have my moment. No, and your he, daughter Leslie was, of course, the beautiful. She played the mother. Yes, She's of course she morning. had like a feminine role, and I had to be like with a hook and you know a pirate's cap. Well, that's um, because
3: you were, you were you were a champion swimmer and diver. Yeah, but well, why stereotype? <laughs> well, you know when you're a diver and a swimmer and athletic. Well, I have that hairdo.
7: Well, I let's guess. discuss the hair. What hair? What my hair in high school? I wasn't going. It to. was the same. It was the same as yours now. Yeah, but I wasn't going to discuss. I that. know, but I just figured we'd get it out there. No,
3: I was never <laughs> going to discuss that. Uh- <laughs> You know, You're speechless. Yeah, because, because I don't even go there. When <laughs> Neither Lara, did I. When, when I'm still Lara,
7: mad at my mother about
3: it. When Lara was a little girl, she showed stuff that other people didn't show. Jill Burgreen was an excellent singer, and she was a star, and she played Peter Pan. Do they but, know who Jill Burgreen is? No, they don't, but okay. I, just, I, just like to, I like to name drop. But, okay. you know, Jill may watch it one day. That was one of the gals that went to school with my kids and Lara. Um, Lara... Even if she wasn't on stage, you knew she was there because she'd be off stage, backstage, swinging from the rafters, doing something funny. She was always in the middle of trouble and in school whenever they said there's trouble I'd say, mm-hmm. Right, you don't need to give every story. And like, <laughs> Not not bad trouble. Nothing no, bad, I was sweet. I, yeah, I just had a lot of energy. And everybody loved her. All the kids loved her. She was like the favorite kid of everybody mm. and my daughter Leslie adopted her as a sister, yeah. and they've been the dearest of friends all these years. Now, Lara, bragging about you, which is what I love to do, and your Good Morning America performances there are just incredible. Thank I love you. everything you I do. I love being there. I know. And you can see that. I and like, it's a I really,
7: You know you must really love what you do if you don't mind getting up yeah. every day
3: at four in the morning. No, I, I, it's, it's so obvious, because you bring a light to that show that wasn't there before, as I said. Now you've gone on, and you decided to become an interior designer, which is a side of the you no, I know. No, no, I've always done it. Never I've always, that. Yes. Never? I'm
7: not, I, I, I'm a, I, I love, I mean, Antiques Roadshow, yeah. when I hosted Antiques Roadshow, you knew. Yeah. You, you and I have always talked design. I've
3: always But loved I it. loved your Connecticut house and what you did with yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, how it was beautiful. She just got junk from the street and repulsed it and made it true. Yeah, you know, treasures. I,
7: we, we, my, we, my, I didn't grow up with a, a lot of money, as you know, and my mom uh, had a great eye and, and a very limited budget. The word decorator was not even a word I knew. Sure. Uh, all I knew was that she wanted to create a comfortable home for us. And every Saturday morning, she would pile. I'm the youngest of five, and she would pile me into uh, the back of her wood-sided station wagon, and off we would go sailing. No boat ne- needed, you know. She mm-hmm. would have, uh, you know, a couple bucks, and she would take me to all the local yard sales. And she's the one who really got me looking at things in a different way, and seeing a chair that was really beautiful and classic in shape, but just hideous in the way it currently was but she always she taught me to not judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. don't worry about the fabric that can be changed look at the shape look at the lines and um i always love that idea of recycling and reinventing and creating pieces that are uniquely you and that are inexpensive but but one of a kind i i i think that a lot of interior designers can feel very exclusive and i don't think that's fair because most
3: people can't do that. And so so I, you're designing on a budget. Your book well, is yeah, all about- it's, about
7: it's not, but I don't really focus. Yeah, you, I do find, I did Kathy Griffin's whole house in LA right. and she didn't care how much I spent, but she was thrilled to know that I found pairs of chairs at a, at a thrift shop that were you know covered in the granny plastic that were untouched by time from the 1960s and covered in like a hideous chintz and then I recovered them in a gorgeous chartreuse linen and then used you know great um chrome tacks on them and she loved that the fact that her pieces had a story of course with her it was always a joke like you know who died in this chair right. but she loved the idea of the same thing her house l- looks like no other house in LA it's super chic it looks I saw pictures yeah like I mean it's just fabulous yeah. and it's her, and she loves the stories and that's really what it's about it's not some yeah it's you can definitely do more with less but to me, it's also about the recycling, the reinvention. The okay, creativity. so exactly
3: why should I buy you a book or why should anyone looking at this show buy you a book? What's the reasoning?
7: The reason is that for years my friends have been asking me how I do it, giving me lists to go find things for them, loving the stories of how little I paid, how I reinvented it. And after you know the 10th person said, you really should write a book, you have a lot of great information to share, I said, you know what, maybe they're onto something. I have two shows on HGTV about decorating. Uh, I think you can tell that I love it and that um, and that I'm passionate about it. And I, kn- and I know what I'm talking about.
3: Now answer me honestly. Yeah. How well
7: is your book doing? It's doing great. How great? It's sold out on Amazon. Oh,
3: it's sold out on Amazon, folks. So now you're really going to have to look for it. Well, they're
7: going to restock. Don't not go to
3: But I know that when everybody sees this, they're going to want to have to book immediately. And well, I mean, like walk. Barnes
7: and Noble sells it, and you're hopefully your local bookstore, and um, you know, I hope you'll want to read it.
3: But now, um, I want to promise that of you, also. Will you promise me? Promise you. I when know. I get my farmhouse in New Hope, that will come and maybe tell me what I should do with. Oh, somebody.
7: he's flying. He needs. He's the master. You are. You, I, you I, are I, an incredible decorator. Yeah, and I know, you know that. I, a lot of. What I learned, I think, is through watching you with your various interpretations. Every, every year
3: a different yeah. design. Yeah, well, and I'm uh, the
7: same way now. Yeah, I kind of I think when anything. you're, you know, yeah. a creative person, yeah. it's really representative of who you are, the way you live. And, you know, your daughter and I loved, love a good yard sale. She and I have been going our whole lives. You know, we didn't have a, a whole lot of money, but we had a whole lot of
3: style. I just went from Italian, Tuscan, and I'm going into uh, 1800s. Farm, I can see you doing like Rat Pack, L.A., clean
7: line. No, mid-century. I hate mid-century.
3: I, I see that shocks no, me. No, no, no. My mother had mid-century. We had blonde oh. step tables and coffee tables and that ugly balloon lamp. All that junk. Oh, the wait, show that's called the, dark,
7: the Arco light. I love junk. That light. Uh,
3: and I couldn't wait to help her throw it out so the garbage man could take it because well, it was that's horrible. the beauty of my book and the beauty about interior
7: design is that to each his own. Right. I don't prop- I don't tell you what style to do. I simply tell you that once you can identify what your personal style is, there the sky's the limit as
3: to what you can find and how But you does your it. book help us with the classics? Let's say I find an old oh, spinning. 100%. wheel.
7: What can I do with well, a spinning I wheel? Throw a light it on fire. A spinning wheel? Yeah. I draw the line.
3: Well, I can make a planter out of it. And I will come water it for You're you. A butter churn. My daughter Leslie is starting this whole new venture now with table settings and unusual ways of decorating. And she's starting a blog. And she may eventually go into a book also about... Just because I do interesting tables when I have dinner parties. I know. Oh, I think nothing of going out and getting bricks, stones, I mean, wood, trees, dead animals, anything. I don't care. I put it on my table because... i glad it, I wasn't at that party. Well, no, no. It's, <laughs> it, it fits the mood. And <laughs> Leslie, I guess, has gotten that for me, and now she's doing that. Laura, I know that we have to go to the book signing. Yes, out. I have a
7: book signing. Uh, yes. and, 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 and if and I'm late, you've I will me,
3: blame you. You've given me more time than I I guess I, I should have. I'm
7: sorry this room is so hot. I apologize that we're both sweating. That's sweaty. okay.
3: But we love each other, and that's all that matters. Yes, Lara Spencer is by far one of the nicest human beings you ever want to meet in your life. She's not a phony. She's not a put-on. She's not pretentious. She's the same girl she was back then, except 3,400 million times far more beautiful. With a body that doesn't quit. Quick question. How do you say so thin? That's what my people want to know.
7: Um, I work my butt off. I, I exercise. I, I, exercise I, go, I work a lot. I have two kids. I'm running around. There's not a lot of time. Like, I inhaled a, piece of a, a pizza the whole night before you got here, right. um, as Sydney can attest, my makeup artist. Um, I'm not afraid to eat, but I think everything in moderation. I definitely think about it. I, I think didn't about want to it. mention
3: your kids because I don't like to bring up people. No, um, that's, my, that's okay. my number one most She's got a gorgeous son, in. Duff, and a beautiful daughter, Kate who are the most incredible little kids who I haven't seen in They're like hysterical. two or three years. i really like to see them again. But now that I'll be living up in Philadelphia area, I'll be going to Connecticut a lot. Yes. So everybody, um, go out and buy the book. And it's I break for yourself, since he doesn't know the name. No, I, I know. I was going to say, <laughs> I break for hot guys. Uh, that's the book that's I'm going to write. No, that's the <laughs> book I'm going to write. I break for hot guys. That's a very terrifying book well not really when you get to be my age you break for anything right. if it's breathing and it's standing up against I've, a train i think i just broke it actually <laughs> right. you break for anything anyway lara i, I break for you. a pulse go out and buy the book for crying out loud <clears> Oh, <throat> no, uh, isn't he a good interviewer i think it's that's what it say. I, I love you i love you see you everybody
2: good
3: stuff. i love this girl <laughs> that's good all
2: right spell. everybody that's Lara Spencer from Good Morning America. and
3: That's probably the, the realest interview I have ever done. There was nothing that we planned or talked about. It was just when I see Lara, that's what we do. And she's such a delight that I, I just enjoy her so. And I hope you enjoyed this also. And her
2: book was I Break for Yard Sales.
3: Yes, and you can watch her on television. She's in one of those private channels. And her show was really a good show. It's about people win money. When they go to the flea market or the junkyard, whatever it is. It's it's HGTV in the United States. And they find crappy pieces of furniture and they fix them up. And then they put a room together. Whoever puts the most beautiful room together gets like thousands of dollars. And Lara's the hostess of her own show. It's quite a big hit.
2: And she's also the host of Good Morning America, which is the number one talk show in the United States every morning.
3: Uh, Yeah, she's just somebody that's really special.
2: That's right. What's next on the list, Jamie? It says that I was the best thing uh, that you're the best thing I ever picked up in a mall instead of picking up at a flea market. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Tristan. It says yeah, you're oh, the I, best thing I ever picked up.
3: Well, you didn't really pick me up. I tried. You tried. I I didn't go. I know well, yeah. you eventually went. Uh, only when I met you the second time, and I found out you had a radio. You show. could
2: just say I uh, you, uh, you could just keep keep the fantasy alive for everybody. Okay, in- <laughs> he picked
3: he picked me up, and then he made passionate love to me in the elevator, <laughs> yeah. and then we left and got married. Yeah, not quite, but
2: but eventually that's the way it came out. Well, we got eventually married. you fell for you they're saying laugh out loud eventually you fell for me so i
3: love him to death what are you kidding he's my special guy i think he's the bestest there you I go love jimmy star somebody else you have to know personally he's good he's good hearted he's giving he's generous he's loving he's very tender see yeah that's he's nice. very caring he kisses all the time he hugs all the time he tells me i'm beautiful all the time which is bullshit no, he is but i let him get away well come on i'm an old bag but i let him get away with it you know what am i going to tell him you're stupid you know, if the jerk believes it, let him believe I'm beautiful. I don't want him to think I'm old and ugly, then he'll leave me. So as long as he, his eyes are not good and he thinks I'm good looking, good for you, Jim. I'm gorgeous. I'm sexy. I'm young. I'm thin. I got a big body, muscles. Look at me. I'm I'll take old. it. I'll take it. I'll take it any way
2: I get I'm, it. I'm
3: the most gorgeous creature you ever want to see, Jim. Just don't put your glasses
2: on. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play. I have these two little quick interviews, you guys, that we did at um Chiller a chiller, right? and uh, one of them is with Noel G, and it's really quick. It's like, I don't even know if it's a minute long, and you guys know Noel G. He was in uh, Batman the Dark Knight, which was like the biggest of all those Batman movies, and he was in Fast and Furious 1. As a main character, he's also in the final Fast and Furious, which I guess isn't going to be the final Fast and Furious anymore, and... Uh, he was leaving to get on the plane, and Ron thought that the whole interview was going to fall flat and everything, and he was like, I don't know how you did that, and uh, it's a fun, quick interview, and we put in, it on in YouTube. In the hallway,
3: you know, I did it the in a, way out the door. I
2: did it in a hallway as he was on the way out the door, and mm-hmm. it's a really quick one, and, uh, and it got like over 2,000 views on YouTube already, and it's only been mm-hmm. up a week, so it's cool. I guess he's pretty popular, so check it out and see what you think. Here's Noel G., Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Jimmy Starr from the Jimmy Star Show. I'm here with Noel G. You know him from Fast and Furious, Dark Knight Rises, what else we got? I know you got a million of them, but the, my favorite one is Fast and Furious, dude. Yeah. Hector! Yeah. Tell him. That's live. It's going on the camera.
5: Oh, yeah. I know. He got me stuck, man. No, go ahead. Tell me what's popping, What's popping. I'm on a good one right now. I can't even. I'm on a good one right now. Uh,
4: hey. Go ahead, man. Take it. Take it from here. <laughs> Take it from me.
2: You can attempt. Okay, I have a question. What's up? Here's my question. Uh, Paul Walker died, they just did Furious 7, they featured everybody who's been in all the movies, it was a sad thing, I did the costume design on the second one, okay. so like I actually like Neil, thought he was really cool, uh, what did you think of the last movie, and, and, and what did you think of the whole tribute thing, because so that, that was like a really touching thing, I was crying dude, it was like, it was touching,
5: yeah,
4: um, no man, Paul Walker's my boy, you know what I mean, I got mad love for him, mad respect for him, Um, I mean, when it all happened, you know, I was hoping it was a sick Facebook joke, but it ended up being real. I had to watch it on the news to find that out. And uh, my heart goes out to him and his family. And uh, you know, Paul Walker was the most humblest dude. He treated the janitor the same way he would the president. Nobody was no different. Um, just to figure of speech, but uh, most humblest dude ever. Thank you,
2: absolutely.
5: So,
4: what do you got yeah. coming up?
2: Anything big we got coming up? TV
4: show,
5: fresh off the boat.
4: Um, got another movie coming out called Pizza Joint. It's kind of like a barber shop, but in a pizza place. Um, got uh, another movie coming out called Beyond Skyline, and a lot of new stuff, man. Follow me on my Instagram, actor Noel G. That's one word. Follow me, stay tuned, you're going to see a lot more. <laughs>
2: we're going to get him back on the Jimmy Star Show again one day soon, you guys. So peace out, Noel G. Awesome. That's what's up, much love. Cool. There you go, everybody. So I know that was quick, but I had to, like, grab it. You know, when you're in media, uh, you you grab things when you can get them or you don't get them. And so uh, we were happy with it, and uh, I think he might have been, like, stoned or something because <laughs> he was getting on a plane. Um I'm on and uh, the whole I'm on thing was way. just fun, but like... Uh... Yeah, but
3: also, that event was a nice event, but it was, just didn't have any structure. People were walking around aimlessly, I mean, knocking each other. It was just gross people sometimes. it was. I didn't care for it. I'd never go back to that thing. But if you want to go see your favorite celebrity, then you have to go through the, the the motions. I mean, I had it to do with the agent of Batman, Adam West, who was rude to me and nasty. And, uh, you know, we had words. I left. It was it was not a pleasant experience. You know, celebrities have to realize that uh, they are no longer who they were. And they can't pull that kind of clout. If Jimmy and I give them five or seven minutes on camera, they should be grateful. Because nobody else was there doing it. Okay? Nobody was getting them on camera. And Jimmy and I, and especially like Julie Newmar was charming and I did her. She, I didn't have any problem with her and she's Catwoman. But uh, yeah, Adam West's um, agent or manager was really one tough number. And I got news for you. He's going to spoil it for Adam West because a lot of people, if he behaves like that, will not have anything to do with Adam West. In my business, you have to be nice to everyone.
2: Uh, just just the way it should be. I mean, lots well, of people in the guest room, in the chat room have radio shows, and lots of people listening have radio shows and stuff. And like, yeah, you know, they know how hard it is, and, and the the bigger the celebrities are, the more difficult it gets to, to get these things. unless you're so like, I don't find that to you be. know really big. I don't
3: find that to be the bigger they are, the better they are. It's oh, I
2: think they're better if you can get them.
3: Yes. No, you can get them easier. They're more agreeable because they want to get their name out, their movie out. You know, we produce them. We listen. They do the film. We sell the film for them. Without media, they could stick the film up the kazoo. I mean, how are you going to see it? How are you going to know where to go and get it or buy it or see it? So the media is so important. And Jimmy and I are very kind media. We never do negative crap. We don't say so-and-so look like shit or the other one's ugly or one's a fag or one's a dyke or one's a whore. We never do that stuff like a lot of the media does. They always like to put that little description after the star. Uh, we're very kind to our people. That's why we're so liked. I know in my world of all the great legends... I have a good name because I've been kind to every one of them. And if ever I want to interview them, they agree.
2: That's the way it should be anyway.
3: I mean, Julie uh, Newmar was very kind about it, very sweet. And, of course, I knew her from Palm Springs, but not that well. And uh, she was very. The the old ones are the best ones.
2: You know, as time goes on, every everybody gets to like uh, broaden what they get to do. When we started out, Chad, you remember when we started out the Jimmy Star Show? Like every once in a while, we would have a pretty good guest, but like nothing compared to like now. We've had Academy Award winners, we've had Grammy winners. You know, when you have Oscar winners and stuff, that's like a kind of like a cool thing. And it's only going to keep getting bigger and better because we're getting so many views. So got to crawl before you walk. That's right. you got to crawl before you walk in. We're getting ready to run. Also,
3: I have to say it's chemistry. Jimmy and I have a great chemistry together. Don't forget, we're the first gay couple who are married to host a, a television show. That's unheard of. Ten years ago, they would have kicked us off the air. What, faggots? We don't want faggots hosting a show. Get lost, Queens. But now it's okay. The world is ready for us and our humor, and we bring you into our state of mind, which is funny and campy. And I think that's what's selling our show because we really are, I'm going to brag a little, escalating. I mean, we really are flying everywhere no matter what. We're recognized. People ask us, not autographs, but they want to talk to us. And uh, We it, went to a
2: Broadway show and people came up to me and said, yeah. are, you got, are you Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell from the Jimmy Starr show? Right. Like, how cool so, was that in Broadway in New York? I
3: mean, right. that's some cool stuff. And, and I turned to Jimmy and I said, well, When you make New York, you've made it all over, you know, if they recognize you in New York. So it's really happening, and we're happy because it's a happy show, and we like you guys to laugh and and think we're crazy and outrageous. And, you know, I don't give a shit what I say because it's 75, what are they going to do? Fire me like I give a crap. I mean, I'd rather sit home and play with my roses and my garden than sometimes do this. It's exhausting. So I say what I like, and I give the opinions of an old guy because I've been around, and I know it's shaking in the world. And why not tell people my opinion? Ron, so I've, been here from,
4: I've been here from the beginning, and Ron is definitely the missing piece to the Jimmy Starr Show.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, and I think we're a good combination. You know, straight guy, funny guy, crazy guy, sane guy. Yeah. Jim, Jimmy knows names and does all that stuff. I can't do that crap. I, I don't even know my own. You know, my daughters, if I'm with them, I say, which one are you? I mean. That's bad. One, one's a blonde, and one's. A, Deirdre's a redhead. Leslie's a blonde, and I'm ready to call their name out, and I forget their names. I say, "Oh my God, which one are you?" I mean, you know, come on, it happens. So they they just simply say they give me fake names. Well, I'm or I'm Louise. <laughs> so, so here's little bitches, <laughs> which is funny though. <laughs> what
2: we're gonna do, you guys? We're gonna take a music break. I have one more video. It's a real short one too. We'll play after that with Madison and Mackenzie Lynz. Hopefully, we can hear it okay. And um, uh, but we're gonna play Rods Garden. Uh, we haven't. I don't know that we've played this before on the Jimmy Star Show. No, we didn't. The name of the song is I Want to Run. It just got released. It's uh, the name of the band is Rods so Garden. And uh, Chad, we got that okay? Check it out. All right, everybody, here's Rots of Garden. I want to run. Great video.
5: Trespassing into paradise, I'm ready to pay the price for the way that I feel.
2: everybody so that's rod garden the name of the song is Hello. i want to run and i'm not sure if they're british or scottish or whatever but like they're awesome the song's available worldwide so no matter what country you're in you can get the single off of itunes
3: and i like it it's a good song and it, it, it moves it keeps you going i was talking to jimmy before what am i going to make for dinner tonight did you ever get so sick and tired of cooking and what the hell you're going to make anymore i make the same stuff over and over and over Jimmy doesn't eat anything that's got a condiment in it. He's very, very careful of, of he eats this. I mean it's tough. So what do you do? I don't want to
2: I'm go- weird. I don't like ketchup mustard mayonnaise. Anything. I don't. And I don't eat salad dressing. I love salad. I just like to put lemon on it, you know, but I don't because I don't like salad dressing and I don't eat ketchup mustard mayonnaise.
3: And certain flavors you have to add to cooking to make it delicious. And he doesn't eat it. So it frustrates me. And anybody have any suggestions out there? Chinzy, are you still there? And no pastas because I make too many pastas. Chicken quesadilla. Because it's quick. So really. What do you eat a lot of, Chad? you're the one that eats all the time.
4: Well, I got Heather. She just had. um, In fact, I was eating some awesome chicken cacciatore with some rice today. You know, Uh, but the little trick she uses like vodka sauce and uh, regular, what do you call it? Basil and tomato sauce.
2: Yeah, uh, that's good. Mexican catch. Fish and chips, but Ron doesn't eat fish. How about
4: how about some chicken uh, quesadillas? You like those? No, I don't. I, eat, I, do. I hate
3: Mexican food. Uh, it makes me sick. I love them. I get the runs. Mm. Mexican food's not good for me. You make it's your own you guys there, make your own pizza. Weird that they, they said they to cook me it. chicken nuggets. Oh
2: my god.
3: <laughs> no, you know what? I, you know what? I'll throw up. Hamburgers and french fries. I love hamburgers and french fries and steaks. And he's like that's a big and shit. He don't care. He's easy then. I have cooked the most fabulous meals. They know, cook that gourmet stuff. It doesn't
2: always go too good. I'm with a good cook. I like risotto. Jane Yates is saying risotto. He loves risotto.
3: I, we eat rice all the time. I mean, I'm a rice freak. I like rice better than pasta. But uh, I, I'm a very good Italian cook. I learned from my grandma. Chicken
2: parmesan is my favorite,
3: and we make that. But you, just enough already with the chicken parmesan. <laughs> You're going to start, you know, chipping in. I Italian. can eat chicken
2: parmesan hamburgers. That junk, junk food. If
3: I went to McDonald's now and brought back every sewery garbage they have there, every polluted piece of crap, he'd sit there saying, Good food. I make a fabulous roast with all the kind of stuff. Jimmy, what do you think of it? It's good. I mean, come on.
2: It's funny, Chad, because we were like, because I don't eat very much fast food anymore, unfortunately. Good, I mean, unfortunately.
3: That's <laughs> why you're still alive. <laughs>
2: And <laughs> I, I have a project I'm working on that we can't announce yet, but things have been going kind of like a little bit better with it, and everything's kind of going good. And so we went to – he was like, where do you want to go for lunch? And so we got to go to Taco oh, Bell, wait, dude. I is, love no, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you didn't Next you it
3: right. Everyone, I do not go to fast food places. Ever. He never Jimmy goes. Jimmy goes hysterical because I don't know how to order in them. The first time I went in, I stood there. I said, Jimmy, what do you do? I've never been in one. And he was hysterical laughing. So now this this project that he's working on was was good. And I said, let's go celebrate. And I'll take you to dinner. Where do you want to go for your celebration? He said, J- uh, what was it? Taco, Taco Bell." Taco Bell. Well, we went to Taco Bell. I can't tell you what that crap they think is food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me a break. <laughs> the taco shells were like rubber. That brown stuff they call chopped meat looked like sawdust tinted with some stain. Filler. The tomato was good. I enjoyed the tomato. But <laughs> anyway, tomatoes. he was eating casadillas, mamalitas, chicalinas, cuckoo cucucacas. Bueno. Actually, Daddy
2: and Muir says he worked at Taco Bell a long time. It's poisonous. Right? He'll never I eat there it,
3: again. Thank you very much. It's poisonous food. You will get sick from it, you will have diarrhea. <laughs> yeah here's a, here's a
4: funny thing i I hadn't eaten like fast food for like a year and a half, maybe Ugh. two, and then I picked to go to Taco Bell. I think I don't know why, but within th- like fifteen minutes of eating it, I vomited it all up,
3: of course you did it's poison, yeah, it's especially in
4: your body, because you don't eat anything junky. I got no, Is I it? have an iron stomach, but I couldn't handle that I Is just it? was i got I fell out of the conditioning. <laughs> I Daddy was, Muir says it's
2: toxic. No, That's pretty bad. I, I,
3: I was listening to this. I was raised by my grandmother who came from Italy who cooked everything fresh. My grandma didn't know what a can was. There was no such thing. She went to the chicken market, picked out the chicken. They killed it. We ate it. She had a vegetable garden. Go. All the ve- She went to the vegetable man, the cheese man, yep. the fish man. In those days, they used to shop that way. Well, so I was raised on everything that came from our neighborhood, and that was homegrown. Now, my father was a pain in the ass because once I had a hot dog and my father took a fit, he said, did you know that I knew a guy that worked in a hot dog factory and his finger came off? You might have eaten the finger. So, (laughs) of course, I got a little (laughs) nauseous from that. My father, if we ever went to a McDonald's and he found out about it, he would kill us. He was so against eating poorly. My father was a gourmet eater. Um, My grandmother, Narnie, could cook. I mean, you threw a chicken at her, a chicken bones, just the bones, and she made the most incredible soups. So I'm spoiled. And I taught my children that, although I know Deirdre and Leslie have gone to those places on the sneak, but what are you going to do? their kids. Today, you couldn't get Deirdre in one or Leslie in one because their minds have recorded what I said. My folks, favorite
2: is Five Guys. Five
3: Guys is my you favorite. You know what, folks? Don't even buy chopped meat in a package. Go to the butcher, pick out your meat, have him grind it, bring it home. You will see the difference. You will taste the difference. Food today is so processed that you're not even getting the, the aroma or the feeling of the food. You're eating some kind of... Did you know that cream cheese has plastic in it? Plastic. There's plastic in cream cheese. Not did all you, cream please?
4: cheese. You can't put plastic in organic cream cheese.
2: Oh, not an organic. No, no
3: Philadelphia brand cream cheese that I love. Maybe. There's some no kind of a plastic chemical they use. Maybe it's arsenic in Pepsi Cola. There's arsenic. Now, what, what is
2: it? He told me that there's formaldehyde in Mountain Dew, but I don't drink Mountain Dew anymore. No.
3: Jimmy used to smell from it. Uh, arsenic I, makes the the, fu- the the color go to the top of the bottle. If there's no arsenic, the color falls to the bottom, and you'll see a clear thing with some slub sludge uh, on the bottom. Anyway, enough of this crap, folks. Live long, eat well. Learn to eat from the garden, and my, what tastes better than a tomato from your own garden? Nothing in the world. You're right, Ron. You're right. Oh, I'm, when I make my pastas and I use my homegrown tomatoes, people faint. They spin in my dining room and say, Ron, oh, what did you do? What did you do? I said, did nothing. It's a friggin' tomato, basil, and olive oil, and garlic, 15 minutes on the stove. Voila, there you go. They can't believe it.
2: So we're going to do one more, one more quick interview, you guys. Uh, when we were at Chiller, we did, uh, I did a quick interview. Hopefully you can hear it with uh, Madison and Mackenzie Lentz. Um, Madison and Mackenzie Lentz, you guys know them. Uh, one of them was the main girl who gets killed in the, after the first season of uh, The Walking Dead. They're in Under the Dome. They're in Hunger Games. They're in the new TV show Bosch. And uh, their sisters, one of them's 18, one of them 16. They're both beautiful. And it's uh, nice really girls. really nice girls they are going to have huge careers, Wait a I think. minute.
3: Their dad is a gem. What a father they have. We hung out with the dad, and I really liked the father. He was a cool guy. He's got like 90 kids and a wife. His wife, by the and way, his wife was-, was that fabulous. I didn't know. We were watching a movie, and I said to Jimmy, who's this actress? I've never seen her. She's fabulous. And the movie was called The, the Mist. F- the Mist. Oh, it's a good movie, folks. Watch it.
2: And it ended up that the lead lady is, is the it's, mother of these girls. Of these
3: girls. And I told her husband, I said, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt, buddy, but your wife is some hell of an actress. I told Jimmy, this girl uh, is fabulous. She's done a beautiful performance. Good film, The Mist. What an ending. Listen to Ron Russell. He don't lie. And, Go. it's got
2: two, and they've got two Where other kids it? who are Where in the Where do you business. get it? The Mist. You can just get it. I don't know.
3: On, on, on what is it? Netflix Netflix, or something. any of those things. Watch it. From the, it's not a corny, crappy, you know, stupid monster. movie. It's got Thomas right Jane hand.
2: in it. It's a great movie. Yeah,
3: not, it's not stupid. It's it's intelligent for a change.
2: So anyway, we did this quick interview. I think it's like two minutes long. It'll be fun. Check it out. Here's it Madison, sweet Madison girls. and Mackenzie Lynch. You guys will recognize them as soon as you see their faces.
3: Yeah, lovely. Jimmy Starr
2: from the Jimmy Star Show, and I am here at Chiller Theater with Mackenzie and Madison Lynch. In case Bar- you Bar- can't Bar- tell, they're Bar- sisters, Bar- sisters. Bar- and they Bar- are gorgeous. Bar- and you know them from Under the Dome. Louder, Under the Dome. There you go, and Hunger Games. Oh, I guess you know. Hunger Games. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we go with Under the Dome. Just that small movie. Yeah. A, just that little TV one. And then over
2: here we have Madison Linson. you know her from The
0: Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. And we um, got a
2: new show. Yeah, a new show called Bosch,
0: um, which is out on Amazon Prime. If y'all want to watch it, you can watch the first episode for free. Um, if you don't have an account, if you have an account, you can watch the whole season.
2: Oh my God! Does she know how to do the little pitch there? I She's got, got, it got that. Thing. Thing downtown way to go so you guys know how much we hated it when she died in the Walking Dead she became a zombie it was terrible I, I hated it I really did I just couldn't stand it at all it because you were like the young cool character but you I haven't seen under the dome but I know we've had someone else on the show and now because I've met you and you're so gorgeous we're gonna go and watch it right now do it it's gonna be fantastic so we're gonna bring Madison and Mackenzie both on the show with their mother whose name is Kelly and you guys know her from the mix which is a fantastic gen- movie from our generation, my, my generation. <laughs> I and uh, so what'd what you say, Ron? And I love,
3: I love her mom's performance. Her
2: uh, mom's performance was fantastic. As you see, this is a live, interactive thing, and Ron's running the camera right now because we don't have a camera crew. But anyway, we're going to have mom and two, two daughters, and eventually probably two sons who are also going to be superstars coming on the Jimmy Star Show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. So let's say goodbye to everybody.
3: And, Bye- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing my camera around and show you the man Dad. responsible for these two pieces of art. Oh, there we go. Say hi, Dad. There you go, Daddy. Hi. You did a beautiful job, Dad. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: everybody. Tune in to the
4: Jimmy Star Show Wednesday 3 to 5 p.m. W4CY.com. Thank you. <laughs> that good. Wasn't that what? fun? What is Ron doing? He's like playing he has, with my hair. He's just flat. Styling again?
3: I'm puffing it. I like nice. it. He's puffing up my I'm hair. Crazy yes. about this
2: little mm-hmm. He likes the back scratcher.
3: <laughs> you know, I had fun with that with an interview <laughs> from the chick from the Brady Bunch. I love her. What's her name? Jerry Reichel. Jerry Reichel. I love Jerry. We're gonna play that interview next week. It's a riot. She's a fun girl, Jerry Reichel. Remember the Brady Bunch, Chad? I do. She played Jane. Jan. Jan. Jan, Jan.
2: But not in the Brady Bunch. She was was in the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha or whatever. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's always Marsha. She was in like like, the main Brady Bunch, right?
3: I I know her from other things, and we had a lot of fun in that interview. I had to edit it out because we got really dirty. I mean, to the point where I was even embarrassed. (laughs) So I cut out all the crappy stuff, the silly stuff, the dirty stuff. So, Chad,
4: what do you got going on this weekend? I don't know. Heather just texted me. We're playing some new place down in Lauderdale. It's called, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Fort Lauderdale area, right? Absolutely. Yep. Um, it's a place called. Damn, I can't read this Bahia Cabana. Bahia Cabana. Yeah. You ever been there?
3: No, I know it, but I've never been. there. I think it's on Sunrise. No, it's on. It's, uh,
4: it's on the beach. It's like it's on, Oakland. It's, Oakland. It's
3: like the oh, the- I, I, I think it
2: used to be. Well, there used
3: to be one of them like on
2: on Seventeenth uh, Street, right before you go over the Intercoastal.
4: Yeah, it's right there on the beach. So that's our first time playing there. I, when um,
3: I, no, it's it's on. Uh, what do you call it? Sunrise in the beach. That's yeah. cool, though. That's a, that'll be a fun place to play. Just
4: take your million million dollar yacht down here and park it. And we'll uh, keep a place open for you and come see us.
3: Well, don't laugh about that because we're coming down in January for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Are you? And sure? Chef Kim, who everybody should go to her web page and see the fabulous stuff that she cooks. Yeah. Chef Kim has now got no, it's a galley chef, like, galley chef like a forty million dollar yacht yeah. that we're going to be on.
4: Plenty of those uh, down here.
3: <clears throat> yeah, when we get down to Fort Lauderdale, well, I don't go out in them because they bore me and I get nauseous. Yeah. I like to sit on them in the dock and drink. <laughs> and exactly. everybody comes oh, people come on board all night long there's people that we know friends on and off sure. on and off that's the party but to go out with the same 10 people on the yacht for all those hours I get bored and and, and, and sitting in the, in the salon I feel weird it's like being in a limo Makes me dizzy. Chad, what
2: are some so- what what kind of songs do you guys sing when you're playing? Do you do only country music or do you do everything? No,
4: it's probably about seventy percent country. It depends on where we are. If like we're a Boca West Country Club, I'm gonna pull out like three or four Neil Diamond songs or you know, some Patsy Klein, something from the past. Hey, if we're country? playing, you know, somewhere update, you know, we gotta sing the latest Luke Bryant songs and you know, latest country songs. But we'll sing like Doors, um, Rolling Stones, Jovi. We'll get into some rock and roll as well.
2: What is your like most requested song that's a cover?
4: Um, I don't know. I
3: really don't know. You know, what's uh, oh, well they, well, a lot
4: of people King. ask for "Sweet Home Alabama," but I've banned that for twelve months. When because you me, played it too much. That's when, right. When, that song. when you
3: and I come down and you're at the Boca Country Club, we'll come in because my friend Perry belongs to that, and she'll take us in. You and go. you got to sing "I Go Out Walking After Midnight." Heather does that one. In the sun. you do that one. Yeah, she doesn't. I love that song. It's my favorite Patsy Cline song. And we
4: usually only save that for Boca. You know why.
3: You save that for Boca?
4: Yeah. They're a little older crowd over there.
3: Screw you. It's a great song. Older. (laughs) Get over it. Daddy Muir says
2: he's going to come see you when he comes down. He's going to come see one of your shows. Well, we all
3: should come. That's what we should do. When Jimmy and I are in Florida, we're going to have a whole gang of us come to the Boca uh, Country Club, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous country club. Trust me, folks. It's no slummy hole. No. Get dressed nice. otherwise I'd, I'd rather recommend. have a
4: backyard party wherever you guys are. What? I said I'd rather have a backyard party.
3: No, I'd rather do the Boca Country Club. <laughs>
4: it's got AC. Okay. Ron likes to go to those places. I used to, I go, to, go, to,
3: Boca, I used to go to the Boca Country Club all the time. All right. What, so what's your favorite song to do, Chad? Oh,
4: I like doing Roadhouse Blues by the Doors, tell you the truth.
3: That's a toughie.
4: Not, well, it's, it's a little bit of a yellow. Do
3: doing it with a two-piece, three-piece?
2: Yeah. Well,
4: we play with tracks. We do, oh, also, okay. we, so we do acoustic sets. Otherwise,
3: it sounds hollow. Exactly.
2: What's Heather's favorite song? Do you guys play any originals? Heather
4: likes um, Trisha Yearwood. Oh, I like Trisha Yearwood. Yeah, she sounds a lot like Trisha. So uh, she, whatever Trisha's song. She likes singing.
3: When, when you guys are playing, I'm going to ask her to sing a song for me. I'm going to say, why don't you sing Here Comes the Bride? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and we can watch Chad's <laughs> Sweat Turn Gray.
4: No, I'm used <laughs> to that crap by now. Do
3: you know that song, Anything
2: Goes? I forgot Anything who sings it. Goes. Anything goes. Oh, you're talking about the when new country song. Everything's done. I don't know if it's anything goes. The I forgot for it now. It's, No, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's,
3: it's like it's like my thing. favorite like country song. It's like Lee Bryce or somebody. I forgot who. No,
2: no, it's not that. It's definitely not that. I know Ron's talking about. It's by Randy Houser.
4: Oh, Randy Houser. Yeah, he yeah, he's good. He's got a great voice. He kind of sounds like Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn.
2: I love that that guy, Randy Houser. It's good stuff. So, what do we got coming up next week? Um, People. <laughs> um, have no next idea. week we have. Hang on, let's see. Hang on. Oh, you ain't got this, by memory. Uh, um, next week I forgot who we have. We have oh. a cool singer, possibly two cool singers coming on. I forgot actually. Look at Ron.
3: We've been out of sorts, you know, because of my f- the, f- the funeral thing and stuff. So we've been kind of out of sorts.
2: I like this song, Chad. You
3: heard this song before?
4: It's anything goes, right?
3: Yeah.
2: This is a great song. And also I'd like to thank everyone
3: that sent uh, wonderful condolences for my family. We so greatly appreciate it. Thank you all.
2: Yeah, Ron. Absolutely.
3: You all used to hear me talk about my cousin Bertha on the show all the time that she'd break your legs. I used to make her out to be like a mafia woman. Yeah. And we used to have a lot of fun with it. Well, no more. That's life. So, everybody,
2: next week we're going to have a great show for you. We don't know who it all is yet. We're working on it, but it will be a lot of fun. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show. chat. we want to thank you for being the best engineer on the planet. I don't know about that. And uh, we will see all you guys next week. Thanks, everybody in the chat room. Jane Yates, Daddy Muir, Goddess. Everybody have a great weekend. Carla, Daddy Muir, Ginger Irish. L.A. Davis, everybody, Rebel, everybody in the chat room, Chinzi, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week and have a great weekend. Bye Bye-bye.
1: bye. Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't trust me. Big up the to inside the party. Let's get down to crazy Jimmy. Big up myself alone as I'll be the one who don't need. The Turkish MC. Always have like the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, I'm your one to wanna be. Jimmy's star's new celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy's stars.
0: He'll dress you right. Y'all feel like a star. We'll hook you up.
1: Now you look sexy. Your game is tight. Gonna get laid tonight.